Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. Legendary Delaware attorney Tom Newberger wants to save Title IX and women's sports. Saying, as I mentioned in this program, I, I agree with him actually, that these policies and laws for biological males to compete in female sports are, in, in my opinion anyway, it's a war on women's sports as we've seen from study after study in Sweden and the United Kingdom, biological males maintain up to like 15% or more sometimes of their muscle strength even after being on testosterone suppressants for about a year. And for those that are not, well, that's why you see University of Pennsylvania, biological male who's setting record after record after record in swimming at the University of Pennsylvania, even 38 seconds better than the top female contender in the 1650 because biological males have greater thigh and upper body strength, especially than females. Tom Newberger is on the phone right now and really looking forward to this conversation. Now, Tom, thanks for being on, sir. Glad to be with you again, Rick. So let's give the audience a bit of a background here. Um, when you first started uh, fighting for civil rights, that was back when? Well, well really, uh, 74, I was, I was involved in raising the uh, salaries of female coaches in the high, the high schools here in Delaware, okay? If you were, if you were the girls' basketball coach, uh, you got paid maybe uh, 30, 60% of what the male coach got because, you know, everybody knew boys sports was, uh, boys basketball was much harder than girls basketball. Uh, there was no girls soccer back then. Okay. And so uh, Megan Varley, uh, who, who was my client, uh, uh, we got her on the girls, the boys soccer team. And guess what? All of a sudden they made girls soccer teams in, in Delaware under, under title nine. Okay. And then the, then uh, boys wanted to get on the uh, softball team, and guess what? They already had a baseball team. So way back when, I, I got involved in seeing that women's sports was protected under the civil rights law called Title IX. It was passed in, in, in 1972, and, and I've carried that, that attention and, and commitment forward over the years. I was even the, the attorney for the, the State Athletic Association. Uh, for several years, okay, keeping keeping them honest, okay. So Did I've you, been following this yeah. transgender issue very very closely over the past several years because of what I've been reading about how it's going to impact on uh, girls' high school sports. Tom, did you have an involvement uh, with bringing Title IX to a point of law here in Delaware, or was your involvement after it was already codified? No, oh, it, it was codified in in, in 1972. Yeah. No one realized. Uh, how far it was going to go, and I think it was Senator Javits up in up in New York who who insisted that it be applied to girls' sports. So when I came in as, as a lawyer 47 years ago in 1974, it was just beginning. Nobody knew what what the impact was was going to be. And now look at it. I mean, uh, women's soccer <laughs> is probably more popular in this country than than, than men's soccer. Okay, but there was no 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 soccer for girls back then. Okay, so so here we are now in 2021, and we see school district after school district um, around the country and state after state saying we're going to make it illegal to tell a biological male they cannot compete on a female sports team if they identify as female. Um, and you are saying, along with many others, that this is a violation of Title IX. Please uh, tell us why. 
Well, uh, yeah, two two two, uh, two week, weekends ago, I, I I was looking at WDEL news and I and I saw in, in in Red Clay School District that there was a mention that that the State Athletic Association was setting up a transgender uh, sports uh, subcommittee to to address uh, the, these rules uh, here here in here in Delaware. Okay, and, and uh, I I've been doing research in, in September. Uh, there was a massive report issued out of out of Washington D.C. from the Women's Women's Law Center, uh, documenting uh, that this would be lawless, uh, that the science doesn't support uh, women's sport, the, the introduction of transgender females in, in, into women's sports, and that this has to this has to stop. So uh, I think inadvertently. People just have been just caught up in the movement, and people just haven't real haven't realized what's going to happen to the hard won uh, gains in women's sports. So uh, up in Connecticut, you, you had these two tr- tr- two transgender females who who basically uh, 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 struck down every fifteen Connecticut girls' uh, high school track records. Mm-hmm. Fifteen, fifteen. Yeah. Okay, uh, just just. And, and, and then uh, what happened with the University of Pennsylvania in, in the Zippy uh, International uh, Swim Meet up in Akron, Akron Ohio, uh, has set the whole sports world uh, a stir. Here we have uh, a, a, a transgender female who, who was uh, on the men's team uh, for three for three years, mm-hmm. was an average male swimmer <laughs> during the, the COVID uh, lockdown, okay, decided to... Uh, uh, become a female swimmer uh, took testosterone, and I think the the science there is that it, it lowers your performance five percent. Something like that. Yeah, have, yes. have a larger lungs. You still have a larger heart. You still have. You don't lose ninety percent of your muscle strength. You no. still got the strength, the size, and everything else like that. And and he's out there. He, he wins the sixteen fifty in thirty eight seconds. Can you imagine how the second place? female swimmer felt a lap or two behind that's the best that person could do yeah and and when you look at this you think about this uh you know why are these people competing sometimes since they're like seven years old um mom or dad's take them to the to this uh to this to the pool every single day before they go to school for years and years and years and now they bring in a biological male who you described is you know mediocre on the men's team uh comes over as a transgender and is setting huge uh, national records in in swimming now what was that girl's Objective. Maybe she wanted to be a national team. Maybe she was working out so hard all of her life to be on the Olympic team. And now, with a stroke of a pen, they decide, nope, biological male is now female. And no matter how you worked, how hard you worked, or what you did in your career, you are no longer eligible to be on the national team or Olympic team because a biological male has beaten you. I think we, we, we all know, you know, from our personal lives, uh, high school High school swimmers, you know, swimmers, swimmers on the teams or whatever. I read the other day that Michael Phelps, we all know who Michael Phelps is, you know, the best that ever, ever, ever swam. He never took a day off of practice for five solid years. He swam 365 days a year for five straight years. Okay. And, and his opponents, they, they normally took off one day a week, one day a month. Okay, he said, well, hey, after five years, I had a whole month or two's worth more practices than them. This is how committed swimmers are. Okay, and if you were you were that young lady who who finished thirty eight seconds behind 
this fellow who then went went out and succeeded in the 500 yard freestyle uh-huh. and the 200 yard freestyle. Okay, you, you you're crushed. You're devastated. All that hard work. All, all those years, yeah, all those years of it, it's basically like uh, like the school districts uh, in this case or um, the DIAA or whatever saying, too bad for you, little chippy. You should have known better than to waste your life trying to achieve something like a national championship in swimming. You don't count anymore. That's that's just the way I see it. Well, I think it's – right now I think it's it's here in Delaware, and I've only been following in Delaware, okay? Yeah. Uh, I think it, I think it's inadvertent. Red Clay this this week uh, adopted a four four to three, uh, you know, some policies on, on 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 transgender students, you know, in the school and things like that. But they also threw in there that uh, yes, you you can compete in sports on the team you want. Okay, and there's there's no testing for transgender. It's just it's just if you consistently identify yourself as being transgender. Uh, you fall in the category as as I read their regulation, okay? Uh-huh. And they don't even they don't, they don't even tell your parents about it, okay? So that means uh, if you, on a swim team, we'll just talk swim team. That means on the swim team, uh, if, if there's only slots for you know 24 persons or something like that, okay, and you're going to make the swim team, uh, well then that 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 25th person who, who who's been practicing or whatever uh, doesn't make the team. Or if you're on the relay team, you're bumping somebody off of off of the four person. Uh, relay team, right. okay? No screening, no testosterone in red clay, no testosterone, okay? And uh, the DIAA's got to got to deal with this issue, and, and they say uh, that they say, and this red clay apparently hadn't read hadn't read what the DIAA said. They said that a student has to ha- have a, 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 an official cer- certificate, birth certificate, revised birth certificate, driver's license, uh, uh, reassigning your set, sex. Or a physician certifying it, but here's the loophole, or a clinical, or a or what they call a social service provider. There you go. Certified. Yeah. There you go. Boy, that's boy, that's a wide road. Okay, and and then no, no testosterone reduction. Mm-hmm. So you go out and you and you you want to run on the, the the girls cross country team. Okay, uh, let's. Joe O'Neill, my my old best friend, you know, who was the you know they, they named the meet after him after uh-huh. he died. Okay, uh, the the Joe O'Neill cross country this year. Okay, the boys' time was three minutes better than the girls' time in, in cross country. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, it seems to me like if you don't have much money and you're good at track, you're mediocre, like like in the middle of the pack of the boys' team, and you recognize the fact that Bryn Mawr and all of the other seven sisters' colleges are providing athletic scholarships to transgender females, biological males, who do well in in track, I'm thinking, you know, there might be somebody who says, okay, I, I'm going to choose transgender. Now, I don't want to minimize or marginalize those people who truly do suffer from this dysphoria and they truly do believe that they are a, a female trapped in a male's body. It, but I was surprised at how many of these transgender athletes there are right now because years ago a woman called in and said, oh, Jensen, uh, there'll be just a couple. There'll be that many. I, I said, yeah, you're probably right. Well, no, I was wrong, and I'm, I'm stunned uh, to see how many there are. So I want to ask you, by the way, folks, if you just tuned in, it's Delaware legendary uh, attorney Tom Newberg, in addition to all the civil rights uh, activity that he was successful at years ago. Also, remember, this is the guy who is very successful in suing the Catholic Church, especially the Wilmington Diocese, for covering up, aiding and abetting sexual abuse 
of uh, mostly young men here as well. I remember you bringing the uh, Naval Commander on the program as well. So, um, so I just want people to know that you're not someone well, with whom they should deal lightly, that you are a man of serious accomplishment here. No, thank you. Thank you. Well, the school districts have a really, a really tough job, and of course they have they have to be very, well, very welcoming, you know, as they would, you know, a refugee or you know, an escapee from communism or something like that, you know, somebody who doesn't speak the language. Okay, of course they've got they've got a they've got a hard thing, but I'm saying it's inadvertent what's mm-hmm. going to happen here because there's an agenda, Rick. Let me. Uh, in and, and, report, and in your mind, where does this agenda originate? This. The Washington Post in April quoted some 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 of the law professors who say what we're really out is we are out to eliminate single sex sports because it segregates women and girls and and perpetuates or reinforces pernicious stereotypes about male and female athletes and perpetuates the assumption, and I'm reading here mm-hmm. from the Washington Post, that sex is binary. They've, they've tipped their hand. There is, an, there is an agenda here, and what I'm saying is somebody has to advocate for traditional women's sports. Somebody has to advocate for the daughters and granddaughters of our legislators in the General Assembly. All right, okay? Tom, I'm going to interrupt. I'm going to interrupt here. Are they going to allow this to continue? Because once... This this takes root, mm-hmm. or once the General Assembly passes the law that's in front of it right now, House, House Bill 199, that they want to make a fundamental right to gender identity, put it in the Delaware Constitution, you know, right there with free speech, freedom mm-hmm. of press, freedom of religion, and everything. Once that's done, then the lawsuits will be filed, which say that you're discriminating against this fundamental right. Or even without that, they're, they're going to say, well, DIAA permits it, Red Clay and the other school districts permit it, so it is fundamental, and you're segregating. You're, it, it's, 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 it's like the, the, the colored-only uh, water fountains you know, of 100 years ago, or 75 years ago. You're segregating. There will be lawsuits filed to eliminate single-sex sports, and we have 11 single-sex sports here in Delaware. Okay, uh, Okay, and stop so uh, right now. i, I, I got to ask you, in what way— in what way is is this uh, segregating? Well, they're they're going to say you you you've got a girl swim team there, and you've got a boy swim team over here. We're all the same. There I are see. No yeah. Logic differences between anybody. Right. Okay? Yeah. No. No scientific, so medical, like or biological differences. Gotcha. For blacks, okay, and a separate classroom for whites. You've got a separate team for boys and a separate team for girls. But we're all the same. There yes. are no differences. And they will succeed. This is this is how the law is changed. Well, let me ask you a question because I know that you're involved. You, you said publicly on WDL News, for example, that uh, you're not out to solve the issue of transgender assimilation into society. This is not your goal. Your goal is to save women's sports. Is that correct? It, 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 it exactly and, and, and okay. I, so I, I, I have some. I have a couple questions about this. Are, is is this a situation wherein any recourse for a parent uh, or an athlete who believe that they've been uh, marginalized by these particular policies and perhaps law, if HB one ninety nine passes, does that mean that only civil court and tort law? That's the only way for for anybody to to achieve any justice in this. 
Well, what you're saying is the 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 the, the uh, female swimmer who who doesn't make the team, or the uh, two females who do don't make the the girls volleyball team, okay? Because there's two two gender you know gender changed uh, males on on the volleyball team. You're saying, uh, can they sue to get on the team? Well, a lot of luck with that, okay? Well, I mean, uh, okay. So I goes further than that, Tom. I want you to thoughtfully consider this as well, okay. uh, because right. I don't know. I read I read Delaware State Code, and I. Uh, and it appears to me to uh, to uh, represent one thing, but I want to get your take. Okay. So, uh, school boards are making these decisions, and is are school boards protected by sovereign immunity, like other government employees, or or uh, do parents have an opportunity, or even a group have an opportunity uh, to take the school board to court? For aiding and abetting. Now, I say this with this background. Sovereign immunity, aiding and abetting. For example, in sports, if an athlete is convicted of cheating or has a coach or somebody else help them cheat, there are penalties. Some involve invalidating athletic records. Uh, Some are even a crime. So if a school board is indeed aiding and abetting, um, what's going on right now in female sports you know, invalidating or marginalizing, marginalizing uh, female athletes with these policies, would it have to be in uh, in a civil court that someone could sue them? And are the boards protected by sovereign immunity from such lawsuits? Okay, well that's that's an that's an easy question. Yes, school board members, uh, as as our city councils, as our uh, county executives, uh, city mayors, uh, the governor of the state of Delaware, everyone is subject to the protections of the Civil Rights Act of 1871, which is called uh, Section 1983. I mean, yes, school boards get sued all the time for wrongfully firing uh, firing a teacher or whatever, or or, or, or you know, treating the disabled uh, in violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act or the other protections or whatever. Uh, yes, an, an aggressive lawyer could claim that uh, school board members A, B, and C uh, are, are violating some constitutional provision, be it the equal protection uh, for, for the uh, okay, biological so, so they, so they, or something they, like that. They, yes, they, they so I'm just saying okay. the more the legislature steps in and makes this thing a fundamental right, uh, the more it's accepted, the harder those cases are. Uh, would a how would a Delaware judge rule? We 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 have fair judges, but the, you know, these are hard cases. They're hard cases. Uh-huh. Okay, this is hard. But yes, they're, they're school all school board members know they could be sued for under nineteen eighty three. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Now, Tom Newberg, I got to wrap this up. Uh, we know uh, what you're doing, why you're doing it, and uh, and how strong you feel about. Uh, the civil rights, especially when it comes to women's sports and all. You want to be on the subcommittee to make up the rules with the DIAA, which is the Delaware Interscholastic uh, Sports... Uh, I'm sorry, DIA, Delaware Inter- Interscholastic Athletic Association. Uh, have they responded to you yet? Yeah, yeah, I got a, I got a, a, a friendly, positive response. to Mr. Newberger, thank you for your interest. Uh, please fill out this, this, this form electronically, which I did. And, and it will be take it, we'll take this to our, our board at its meeting in January where they'll be deciding on who's going to be on the subcommittee. So I, I feel, you know, they've got all my stuff. And in fact, I sent them some more stuff the other day. I sent them my, my, my six-page uh, report on all of this that I've now sent to the Judiciary Committee of the House of Representatives 
to, and offered to comment and even testify on House Bill 199. So it's got all the it's got all the studies in there. No, and, I, you know, I I saw that. It's a very very complete. Uh, if they don't accept you, will you sue? Well, I think the battle right now is in House Bill 199. That's really where the battle is, because the Democrats, I'm told, expect to pass it in the middle of January. So my message is we have to wrap up in 45 seconds. We've got to wrap up in 45 seconds. My message is, uh, folks, call your state senator, call your state representative, and tell them vote no on House Bill 199. Okay, thank you. I'm, I'm glad to have been on, on this uh, again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Tom Newberger. Uh, the guy is brilliant. That has won so many lawsuits in the... Uh, so many different uh, venues as well.